and welcome to the Fantasy Football Hangout with your boy GD. In this episode, I will be talking about each of the running backs and wide receivers that you could take in each round of the draft. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So guys, let's talk about what I would like to mention as running backs that you could take in each round of the draft. Um, These are guys with um, pretty safe floors and um, should be able to be strong contributors to your fantasy football team. So let's go through it. Uh, In the first round, if you're picking around, say about the third or fourth spot, um, third or fourth spot or down, um, or in your in that middle area there, a guy I say who's pretty safe is Derrick Henry, and that's even for a PPR. I understand, I get it. He doesn't catch passes out the backfield. I get that, but you're gonna get regardless about 1,800, 1800 yards, um, whether it be all on the ground and a few catches here and there. But um, he had the year last year where he had um, 2,000, over 2,000 yards rushing. Will he get that again? I don't see it, especially with the uh, addition of Julio Jones at wide receiver. So, I think they are willing to throw it more, but trust and believe that it will be the run setting up the pass. So, um, yeah, so he's a guy who, you know, even behind him is a guy like uh, Darrington Evans who's not really going to – he'll see some carries. He'll give Henry some blows, but uh, Henry's been – healthy throughout his t- tenure in the NFL. So um, I see that continuing. So he's a guy who has the safest floor, you know, after, of course, CMC and Dalvin Cook. So um, I get it. Arguments can be made for Alvin Kamara, especially now that the cream is rising to the top with Jameis Winston being the what all – would like to see is the starting quarterback over there. So uh, I definitely see Kamara as somebody you would definitely consider given his abilities to run the ball and catch it. Um, In fact, I would probably lean on him right after Derrick Henry. Um, Austin Eckler is another guy who's creeping up into the latter parts of the first round. Um, he's another guy who can do both. Uh, Zeke, of course, he's in fabulous shape. So, um, and we know what he can do when Dak Prescott is back there. So, um, he's a top three running back when that's the case, when Dak is back there and healthy. Health has been an issue with, uh, Prescott as of late. So, um, and there's also, too, the fact that he has Tony Pollard there, who I think will get significant carries in that offense so um being what he proved last year so um while Zeke I think is safe I think his carries will be reduced this year um with Pollard being there so um he'll be productive say the least but I just see a dissipation of sorts in that regard and then, of course, there's Jonathan Taylor, especially with the good news that Carson Wentz is practicing again and seems like he's on course to be the QB once uh, opening week starts. So, um, yeah, so he's definitely another one. I understand. I get it that Marlon Mack is there. Naheem Hines as the third down uh sort of back to catch passes out the backfield but um i think all for all intents purposes 
JT is the guy there. So, um, but again, Henry offers the safest floor in the first round. Second round, uh, this is an easy one for me. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a guy when A-Rod is at the controls, he can do his best work. And he can be a dual threat as well. Um, I love grabbing a guy like that in the second round. You can also go Clyde Edwards Hilaire, although he has that ankle injury right now. It's not a high sprain, thankfully. So, um, but he's a guy I think has clear range to being a guy who can run it, catch it out the backfield in that explosive Chiefs offense. Uh, Najee Harris is another guy who's, well, for the most part, is pretty safe. He is a rookie, so, um, but the backfield is pretty much all his, so um, he offers a nice floor there. Uh, Joe Mixon, um, you're hearing mixed things as far as he goes. Um, you know, he had the injury last year as well, so they're kind kind of treating those since he's skilled players with kid gloves especially joe burrow the quarterback there they're hoping he's good to go for week one so um joe mixon is a guy who pretty much has the backfield to himself as well we just have to see what he can do with it um this year so and of course nick chubb um he's a guy that's is the guy even with the presence of Kareem Hunt, um, Chubb is your guy there. But again, the threat of Hunt there um, kind of takes some carries away from him. And Hunt being a guy who can catch out the backfield as well. So to me, Aaron Jones offers the safest uh, bet in the second round. Third round, what I kind of went back and forth. I'm leaning towards a guy like... DeAndre Swift out of uh, Detroit. Um, only thing makes me hesitant is uh, the injuries, especially uh, coming out of uh, training camp and preseason. So I think Jamal Williams will be a presence there as his backup. So I'm kind of leaning towards him. I also have an eye on a guy like David Montgomery from the Bears. He's a guy who uh, we saw what he did in the latter part of last year, how he just took over, especially once Tariq Cohen was out of the picture. So Cohen is back. He's recovering from that torn ACL. So I think um, early on they'll try to keep uh, treat him with kid gloves. So definitely Montgomery could see that kind of work early um in that offense this year and especially with the fact now it seems that Andy Dalton has pretty much secured um being the starting quarterback for week one so uh you definitely want to lean on Montgomery early in that offense so uh I I would fluctuate between the two but with either one you can't go wrong D.K. Dobbins is a guy I kind of have an eye on as well to see what he does in his second year um, in that uh, Ravens offense. Um, we know that Lamar Jackson himself can tuck it and run, but uh, a guy like Dobbins can uh, make a dent in that offense as well. Even with the presence of Gus Edwards, who kind of gets the goal line work in the short uh the short yardage um work over there so um so there's that challenging dobbins miles sanders is a guy it's hard for me to trust especially after last year him in and out of the lineup and they brought in a slew of guys there to kind of challenge him so uh i would put him on the lesser end but it would be for me between swift and montgomery Fourth round is an easy one for me. Chris Carson, especially in that newfangled offense for the Seahawks. 
Um, I think he's a guy who can flourish in that, um, especially with you know the the passing game that they have. I think he definitely he won't see a filled up box, so he'll be able to run and roam. So uh, I definitely like him in the fourth round. Of a guy I would consider is Josh Jacobs. Um, I understand that Kenyon Drake is there, and he'll probably get some work as well. I'll talk about uh, Drake later, but um, to me, Carson is the guy in the fourth round. Fifth round, um, I had to switch this up because given the latest injury with Travis Etienne, um, I now have James Robinson as a fifth round guy. Um, for the Jaguars, uh, they wanted to use Etienne in a variety of packages, especially out of the backfield, receiving, so forth. But uh, that Liz Frank injury has really um, clouded that. So now you can safely draft James Robinson and feel at ease. So uh, he's definitely a guy you who has the safest floor in the fifth round of a guy you could consider is Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals. Um, he's another one who has uh, not really clear range because James Conner is there, and we know James Conner has history with the running backs, back coach there. So um, he's another guy, but I think um, with the pitcher, pitcher that has changed now, um, it's James Robinson. And again, I offer this up. This is why I like to wait until um, a couple of preseason games in before I start drafting because things like this pop up each and every year. So you never know, at least by about this time, um, just before that last preseason game, you get a chance to see um, who will be in there come week one and, and going forward. So a lot of injuries always pops up in these preseason games and practices and so forth. And um, the Etienne one is just another example of that. So James Robinson in the fifth. Sixth round, my guy, a favorite, Mike Davis. He's a guy who I've been targeting in every single draft that I've had. Um, he's a guy with clear, clear-cut range towards uh, getting the lion's share of the carries there. Um, you have a guy like Matt Ryan there who you know can sling it around. And he, he has uh, Ridley, Russell Gage on the come up. So... Um, yeah, so Mike Davis, I'd like a whole lot in the sixth round. He offers the safest floor. And prior to the injury, Etienne would have been a guy who uh, would be a threat in the sixth round. But with his injury, that's off the table. Seventh round, a guy like Miles Gaskin. I understand the trepidation of everybody. Now that uh, Brian Flores, the coach over there for the Dolphins, said that He's going to go with the hot hand in the backfield. And other people say, oh, how can you trust an undrafted um, free agent like uh, Gaskin? But to me, Gaskin is the talent there. So um, I I understand. I get it. Um, they're talking up Malcolm Brown, a guy who couldn't beat out Derek Henderson over there with the Rams. But yeah. I hear that, but uh, to me, Gaskin is the guy in that backfield, no matter what Flores says. So, um, moving to that eighth round, Javante Williams for the Broncos is a guy I would consider. Uh, one of my teams, I picked him up. Um, well, drafted him, rather. Uh, I know it'll probably be a split between him and Melvin Gordon. Somebody has to run the ball. I think when all is said and done, Javante will rise to the occasion and take over that backfield. So, And also, we know Melvin Gordon has kind of hit injury history. So, um, The other guy you would consider here is Kareem Hunt, 
who we know is the partner with Nick Chubb in that backfield for the Browns, but he offers flexibility um, as far as your team goes. He's a flex guy for sure. He'll give you your highs, he'll give you lows, but he he's someone who is a integral part of that offense. So um, you can consider him in the eighth as well, but I say Javante above him. Seventh round, I would say a guy like Raheem Moster, who, when healthy, he's one of the good ones as far as running backs go. Um, I know Trey Sermon is there breathing down his neck, the rookie. But um, I think for the early part, um, Raheem Moster is a guy who will be the early. Um, he'll be the guy early out of that offense. So another guy to consider, um, Damian Harris, who with the news of Sony Michelle being dealt to the Rams, um, this kind of opens the door a little bit for him. But uh, you still have <laughs> uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who's had a lights-out preseason so far. And, of course, you have the veteran uh, James White, who's coming back from an injury himself. He's more the third down back. Again, it's Belichick, so when it comes to Belichick and and running backs, uh, it's hard to trust them. It's so hard. But um, Damian, this guy who, I mean, if push came to shove, you can draft him and hope for the best in that backfield. And hopefully he'll rise out among the crowd. So we'll see. Um, and then the ninth round, too, was a guy um, who got bumped up more, James Robinson, who I talked about, who's now a fifth, more of a fifth round guy than he is a ninth round with Etienne's injury. Tenth round, uh, Melvin Gordon. Um, I, know, I know I just talked him down uh, when I was talking about Javante Williams, but he still is a guy who can, you know, get the ball out the backfield. He can uh, grab catches as well, so he's someone you can consider in the tenth round. Uh, also, too, Sony Michelle, now that he's moved on to the L.A. Rams. And let me say this again. I never considered Daryl Henderson to be that guy in that backfield. He, people was even talking about Xavier Jones and Jake Funk. But even with that talk, uh, I still considered that Daryl Henderson was not going to be that guy. Now he has a bit of a nagging injury himself. Getting a guy like Sony Michelle is a no-brainer for the Rams. So don't be surprised if, when all is said and done, Sony Michelle is leading that backfield. So getting a guy like that in the 10th round, tremendous value. In the 11th round, you look at a guy like Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is more of your pounder in that Tampa Bay offense. Um, he's a guy when you're close. Tom Brady, instead of him throwing throwing it uh, when he's that close, he can hand it off to a guy like Fournette and he can pound it in. So he's a guy you definitely consider in the 11th round. Another guy I thought to consider is Zach Moss with the Bills. I know it's a split between him and, and Devin Singletary, but... Uh, Moss did have the injury issues last year, but maybe this year he can kind of rise above that and kind of be a guy there. And we know Josh Allen, too, likes to take off and run. So so Moss is a guy you could consider as well. In the 12th round, um, kind of went back and forth with this a little bit. Um, I'd say Kenyon Drake probably has the safest floor at this moment um he's a guy who's with the Raiders we know Josh Jacobs is there but King and Drake they gave the two-year 12 million dollar deal um he's not just going to be a guy just giving Jacobs a blow I think he'll get the carries as well so I think this will be kind of a committee like it or not so 
So he'll have opportunity there. So he's a guy who I think will have a safe amount of carries in that backfield. Also, I was um, in a few drafts. I was drafting uh, Michael Carter. But <laughs> with what's going on with the Jets now, um, they, he's kind of fourth in the pecking order. So I think when all is said and done, he'll begin to rise in that um, running back room. But for now, I'd be a little leery, although I already <laughs> cashed my chips in uh, in a couple of drafts already. Um, another guy is James Conner, who I kind of mentioned uh, when I was talking about Chase Edmonds. He's a guy who, again, has familiarity with that running back uh, philosophy over there. So um, coming from the Steelers, so uh, he's a guy who could steal carries away from Edmonds. So he's a guy in the 12th round you, round you could consider. Jamal Williams is another guy. Um, I had mentioned um, DeAndre Swift and his injuries that he's dealing with in um, preseason. So Jamal is a thumper as well. So he can be a guy who can get the probably the early carries probably split with him early until uh swift you know uh gets healthy so he'll have a fa he'll be a factor in that lions offense i think 13th round trey sermon i talked about when i talked about molster uh molster will probably be early down back but i think trey sermon will get the carries as well so he's a guy to consider. I fluctuated between him and Ronald Jones Jr. in that Tampa Bay offense. I think that offense does kind of make room for two running backs to flourish. So Ronald Jones Jr. is a guy who can do both, run it and catch it out the backfield. So, And we know Tom likes to go to his uh, running backs in the flats. So um, Ronald Jones is a guy you can definitely... Uh, consider as a flex depending on the matchup so also to Naheem Hines I mentioned as a third round guy for the Colts uh he'll have a presence there as well especially with Carson Wentz so um he's a guy to consider in the 13th round 14th round I'd go if I had to I'd say J.D. McKissick uh, I did mention Antonio Gibson earlier. He's usually going in about the second round. Um, he's a guy, I, I, again, I hear big talk as far as using him as a uh, workhorse back. I, I don't know if that's them blowing smoke or not, but McKissick is still there. He's a guy who can definitely get those passes out the backfield, so that kind of diminishes diminishes to me Gibson's uh ability to beat that guy so he's a guy I consider David Johnson is another guy who you can think about for the Texans uh I understand I get it they brought in Mark Ingram they brought in also Philip Lindsay but I think uh David Johnson will get first crack at it so um he's a guy to consider and Devin Singletary, who I mentioned with the Bills. Um, it seems they're in a timeshare time over there. Uh, both of those guys, uh, him and Zach Moss. So he's a guy you can consider as a flex appeal. So um, there's that there. In the later rounds, you'll hear names like James White. With the Patriots, who's still that third-round guy who could catch the passes out the backfield, who probably given that Cam will be the quarterback over there, somebody that Cam can utilize. Also, you think about handcuffs like Latavius Murray with the Saints, A.J. Dillon, who everybody's getting high on for the Packers, uh, Tony Pollard with the... Dallas Cowboys, who we know last year, he got some carries and he got the flash. Chubba Hubbard, who is uh, Christian McCaffrey's uh, backup, who, you know, 
given what happened with uh, McCaffrey last year, he will be the guy to step in. So he's somebody you could uh, be like a lottery ticket type player if something were to happen to McCaffrey. And Rashad Penny, who would step in, who's Penny supposedly healthy now. So he would be a guy who step in for uh, Chris Carson. So these are all the running backs that you can consider in each round in your respective drafts. This is all according to 10-team leagues. So um, with the 12 and higher leagues, they would be of greater value. So uh, these are guys you can think about in your upcoming draft. Okay, guys. So I mentioned about running backs going in each round. Now, this go-around, we will talk about wide receivers that you can take in each round of the draft. Pretty safe bets for your fantasy roster. So uh, here we go. Uh, first round, um, if you're right about that mid-area so in the draft towards the latter end, um, if this guy is still on the board, Devontae Adams, you grab him. He's a guy who you can comfortably take with A-Rod in the fold, happy. Um, he's a guy that he will go to when all things go awry. So he's someone that A-Rod trusts. So um, he's a guy definitely very safe in your first round if you had to go wide receiver. Um, Tariq Hill, I know is another guy who's being considered. Um, I think depending on what you want, I don't think you could go wrong. Definitely if PPR is where you are, um, as far as your league goes, definitely Devontae Adams. But I see the appeal of Tyreek, especially to get those chunk yards and Bafo yards, um, receiving wise so um so definitely standard i would probably lean toward more towards Tariq hill but right now i'd say uh Devontae adams second round um it's a lot of competition here but i think that when all is said and done calvin ridley will be that guy um there's other names that you that being mentioned uh hop uh d hop he's a guy also stefan diggs um i think between those three probably ridley has the less competition for catches um although you know both of those other guys are definitely the main cogs in the wheels of their off their passing offense but i think Calvin Ridley really has a chance to explode this year. Uh, you saw what he did last year, and that's with a banged-up uh, Julio Jones. So uh, definitely Ridley is a guy I would consider safe in the second round. Quote-unquote safe. Um, but D-Hop and, and Stephon Diggs, you can't go wrong with those guys either. So, um, But I say Ridley above those two. Third round is easy for me, Keenan Allen. He is the guy in Justin Herbert's offense. So um, he's a guy I think will have a nice year, very monstrous year in that offense with uh, Justin Herbert in his second year. I think Keenan Allen is a guy he leans on. So uh, definitely somebody that you can grab and feel safe about in that third round it's others like terry mclaren who now gets passes from uh fitz magic over there ryan fitzpatrick so uh he's definitely a safe one as well aj brown in that titans offense even though they grabbed um they traded for julio jones um aj brown is still the guy don't get it twisted so um he'll be the leader out of that uh, wide receiver room, but Julio Jones will see a share as well. But um, AJ Brown will be that guy. Also, DJ Metcalf, who him and Russell Wilson now is gotten 
got some good chemistry going. So, and I think you won't see the inconsistency that you saw in that passing attack last year. So DJ Metcalf is somebody definitely you could be high on. Um, also to Justin Jefferson, um, we saw what he did in his rookie campaign with um, Kirk Cousins. So uh, he's definitely a guy that's there. Of, of course, there's still Adam Thielen there as well. I think he was a little nicked up last year, but uh, I think Thielen will be better this year. But Justin Jefferson is definitely a guy to consider as well. But I just thought Keenan had the safer floor. Fourth round. Another easy one for me, um, Robert Woods. Uh, he's a guy who's consistent, consistent over and over and over. Um, really, a guy you really don't talk about that much when it comes to wide receivers, but he's a guy who's you know as consistent as your uh, your mailman of Mondays through Saturdays at least. So. Um, Yes, yeah, so he consistently delivers again and again. And with a guy like Matthew Stafford who likes to fling the ball around, I don't see any dissipation in that regard. Uh, also, C.D. Lamb, who's creeping between third and fourth round. He's a guy that uh, everybody sees as taking that next step, probably leaping over a uh, Amari Cooper. So uh, he's one to be considered. And, of course, Allen Robinson, another unsung guy that hardly anybody talks about. But again and again, he's very consistent. Uh, I think he, he, given the fluctuation between Andy Dalton and the rookie Justin Fields, he, he, I have a guy will be safe in knowing that uh, Allen Robinson is out there running routes for for them in the passing game. So uh, I just thought um, Woods is just a safer deal. Uh, fifth round, ironically enough, it's it's Woods' teammate, Cup, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is a guy who um, he definitely gives you highs and lows, um, but I think uh, the lows were due to injury concerns, but he is a guy who can, right next to Woods, get you the yards that you need as well. And again, with Stafford on board, as opposed to Jarrett Goff, I think you're going to see uh, a better Cooper Cup, especially this year. So um, definitely in either round, you could go either guy. You could go both guys. It doesn't matter. You'll, you'll get the... Uh, numbers the solid numbers wide receiver at this point probably wide receiver two numbers even one numbers if you want to go there so um either guy you can't go wrong uh i understand the drum beat for the uh deontay johnson with the steelers how he saw the targets last year but um his hands weren't as great so um there's a drumbeat for him being the, the guy now. I'm not 100% sold on that, even though I know he gets the targets. But um, you still got Juju there. You still got Chase Claypool there. Even a guy like James Washington, even though he's making rumblings about being unhappy. So Big Man has the weapons over there. Um yeah, it's a lot to spread around to, so um, that's why I'm not completely sold on Deontay, especially in that fifth round. And a guy like Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers is a guy that's being considered. Um, I understand, I get it, Debo Samuel is there. Of course, Greg Kittle is your tight end. But Ayuk just flashed for me last year as a rookie. And I think uh, in his second year, he's ready to take that next step. Um, it'll probably be Garoppolo early. But I think w once Trey Lance gets in there, um, I think uh, a guy like Ayuk can really flourish in that type of offense with him in there. So um, he's a guy who you could consider 
in the fifth round. But again, I say Cup is the safer bet. Sixth round, and I feel comfortable in this. Robbie Anderson with the Panthers. I understand. I get it that DJ Moore is there. But I just latch on to the fact that him and Sam Darno has history. So um, I think that will play a big factor in uh, for him. And they just re-signed him to that two-year extension. So definitely that's not for a guy who's just going to be sitting around. So he will be an effective part of that offense. And a guy that you can safely have as your wide receiver too so um also juju smith schuster is another guy um again they just um re-signed him and that's not to be some um secondary guy to uh deontay johnson who i just spoke about so i think schuster smith will see the targets again this year um he will be a factor and, of course, T. Higgins with the Bengals. I definitely feel safer about him, given what we saw of Jamar Chase in the in the preseason. And then training camp, he's still not up to speed. So, definitely Joe Burrow will be leaning on T. Higgins, as well as uh, Tyler Boyd, who I'll talk about a couple of rounds after. So, uh, definitely... Uh, Robbie Anderson, to me, in the sixth round is a no-brainer. Seventh round, um, this could be a dice roll, but I do like Jerry Judy over there for the Broncos. Um, I understand Cortland Sutton, Sutton's get, uh, just getting back from his injury, so he'll be a factor there. But I think um, there's something special about Judy, and I think you're going to see that this year. Um no matter if it's Drew Locke there or Teddy Bridgewater, I think Judy is a guy who can kind of shine in that passing game. So um, look out for him. Uh, another guy you could have went with, um, Odell Beckham Jr., him coming back from his injury. But um, to me, that Browns offense is a run first pass later type offense giving the matchups they usually have so um i don't think beckham will be a bystander in that offense i just don't think he'll see the the uh kind of targets that he used to see especially with jarvis landry still being there rashad higgins him being in the mix and you know um that Baker Mayfield likes to utilize his tight ends as well. So it's a lot of mouths to feed. And I think um, when all is said and done, I would temper uh, expectations for Odell Beckham Jr. in that offense. So that, uh, that's my thought there. Eighth round, Levitska Chenault Jr. for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. It seems like him and uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, kind of gaining that same chemistry that he had with um, the previous quarterback there. So, um, uh, guard Minshew. Um, so, I definitely think that uh, Chenault can be the guy as far as the wide receiver room over there goes. I understand they brought in Marvin Jones Jr., and he's kind of getting uh, some chemistry with Lawrence as well. But uh, I think uh, Chenault Jr. offers the higher upside as far as those wide receivers go. Um, also, too, you can consider a Tyler Boyd, who, again, like I said, between him and T. Higgins, um, those are guys that Burrow will probably lean on until Chase gets up to speed with the NFL game. So uh, he's definitely an option. Uh, Brandon Cooks for the Texans. I mean, somebody has to catch the balls in that Texan offense. So why not Brandon Cooks? So um, he's definitely one to consider. But consider the volatility of that offense. That's why I say Chenault is the safer bet in the eighth round. Ninth round. This to me seems like another no-brainer as well. 
Michael Tom Thomas, who's fallen from the earlier part of the rounds down to the ninth round. I think in the ninth round, that's a steal. Um, perhaps he'll sit out a month. Michael Thomas will. But once he gets installed back in there, especially with Jameis Winston at the controls, I'm grabbing Thomas every day of the week um, because eventually he'll get back to being Michael Thomas and then boom, you have a guy with uh, wide receiver one type ability there. So um, definitely somebody you can keep, keep in stash and maybe you uh, make a trade to, to get yourself strong, a stronger team. Uh, you can consider that, but um, definitely he's a stash for sure. Uh, you could go Debo Samuel, who I talked about earlier when I talked about Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Debo Sam Samuel is a guy when healthy, he can um, you know be a viable factor in that Niners offense. And DJ Shark, who's another guy who has good rapport with Minshew, and he's uh, part of that three wide receiver alignment over there with the Jaguars. In the 10th round, Antonio Brown um, with the Buccaneers. I think this is an easy one as well. Um, I didn't really mention uh, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Um, those are guys you definitely can consider in the upper rounds. Well, the earlier rounds here. But I think um, getting a guy like Antonio Brown... This low 10th round is like stealing money. Uh, he's a guy who will see his... Tom Brady knows he got to keep this guy happy. So um, he'll see his share of targets. And for that lower price, it's uh, pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, Jarvis Landry is somebody else you can consider there. Um, again, he has the sure hands. Um... And he had to, well, not really that guy, but he was an uh, integral part of that offense once Odell Beckham went down. So uh, he's a guy there who seems to always be around catching like uh, 70 to 80 balls per year. So he's a guy who's always going to be viable. Hollywood Brown, of course, uh you were looking for bigger things from him last year, but uh, that wasn't the case. Perhaps this go-round, especially with guys like Sammy Watkins on board, a veteran who's been there, done that. Um, Rashard Bateman, who's the rookie, but he got hurt um, in training camps. So um, there's guys to push him in that room, but uh, Hollywood Brown is somebody who... Could possibly bounce back from the season he had last year. So, And Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins. Um, he's the first Dolphin wide receiver I mentioned. But already we're seeing um, we're seeing chemistry between him and Tua over there in that uh, Miami Dolphins uh, passing attack. So uh, he's a guy who you'll probably have to wait a little bit before he really shines. So, uh, if you're prepared to do that, I say uh, the 10th round is just a good a place to do something like that. But to me, A.B. is the guy in the 10th round. 11th round, Corey Davis. He's starting to creep up the boards. But um, after the last draft I was in, he was going in the 11th round. I think this, again, is stealing money. He's the number one wide receiver in what I believe will be an improved offense with Zach Wilson there. So um, I think this is an offense that's going to sneak up on people. And Corey Davis, we saw what he did last year when he was with the Titans. And that was with the presence of uh, a, uh, A.J. Brown. So he's kind of the man now over there. And him and Wilson has great chemistry i get it that denzel mims is there as well elijah moore but to me this vet here i think will come over there to the jets and shine um and also james jameson crowder's there as well so uh crowded room but i think 
Corey Davis rises to the top. Other guys you can consider Jalen Rieger with the Eagles. Somebody has to catch it over there. Um, I hear all the rumblings about Devontae Smith. I get that. I understand that. But I think Jalen Rieger is a guy who's really being slept on um, in terms of uh, wide receivers uh, over there for the Eagles. So um, I think he could shine. Marvin Jones, who I mentioned about in the Jaguar offense, he's the one of the three receivers there. I think um, given that he's getting that chemistry with Lawrence, um, I think he could surprise over there in that offense. And, uh, of course, Cole Beasley with the Bills. He's a guy you don't really, who doesn't really jump on your radar, but he's pretty consistent as that uh, slot guy. So um, he's definitely one you could go with in the 11th round. But I just like Davis's uh, upside in that Jets offense much more. 12th round, a guy with sneaky kind of uh, uh, expectations there, T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Now that Carson Wentz is back in there, you could kind of breathe a sigh of relief. So a guy like Hilton could flourish there. Um, he had his struggles last year with uh, Phillip Rivers in that offense. But I just think that um, I think this year with Wentz, um, I think he can kind of sneak up on people. And a guy that's rising on the boards too is Marquez Callaway in that um, Saints passing attack. Uh, we saw the very last preseason game where him and Jameis Winston just lit it up. And I mean, he was scorching people. So he's a guy who, for all intents and purposes, looks like he'll be the number one guy. And all, the thing with that is, how do you handle being the number one guy? Because you got to take into account that they're going to put your uh, their top receiver on you. So will that slow him down? What will that do to him? But um, he has upside. So um, you you this late in the round, it's worth a gamble. But I say uh, Hilton is safer choice. 13 round. Um, Daryl Mooney is a darling of a lot of people. Um, he's the guy with the Bears um, right behind A-Rob over there. Uh, he's a guy who uh, he flashed a little bit last year. This year he can kind of take that next step. So uh, he's a guy to consider. Nico Hardman in that Chiefs offense is another guy. You're hoping that, you know, now that Watkins is gone and uh, guys like Chris Collin, uh, so forth, are gone. Uh, he can kind of be the guy there. Uh, I understand that uh, Byron Pringle is still around, but um, this is Hartman's time. It's make or break here. So, um, yeah, I see what he can do. Um, in that 14th round, a guy like Jacoby Myers for the Patriots could be a guy there. Um, uh, again, Cam's going to need someone to go to, uh, as far as his tight ends go, Janu Smith is present there. Uh, Hunter Henry is nicked up a bit. So, um, maybe Jacoby Myers can be that guy in that, uh, wide receiver room there. We'll see. Um, and also a guy you can consider is Paris Campbell for the Colts. He's someone who dealt with injuries last year as well, but he's uh he's healthy this uh go this preseason here, so maybe maybe he can be a contributor there. Um, in the fifteenth round, you can go a Nelson Nelson Aguilar who. Really had a fine year with the Raiders, but he left and went to the Patriots. So um, he could be a guy that Cam Newton can hang his hat on a little bit over there as well. And also a um, guy like Michael Pittman Jr. 
6-4 guy. He really, um, once you get down in that red zone, he's a big target that you can go to, uh, especially, you know, you want to uh, get down and dirty down there. Uh, he's a tall target that Carson Wentz can utilize. So, um, yep. So, these are all the guys here. Um, also, uh, the latter rounds, you think about guys like Elijah Moore, uh, Dennis Mims again in that Jets offense that I think can surprise. Um, you have guys like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But these are the wide receivers that you can consider in the each of the rounds in a 10-team league. Of course, again, if it's a bigger league 12 team or more these guys will probably be hot um higher on the board so um you just have to see when your particular draft comes up and um weigh your options that way so uh that's my assessment of the wide receivers for each round in the 10 team league drafts so my peeps if you enjoy what you're listening to you can like and subscribe to me on all the major podcast platforms. You can also follow me on my Facebook group, GD That Sports Dude. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And on Twitter, I'm there under GD That Sport Dude. You can also write to me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com. You can also hit my Zelle at that same email address to support this podcast. And again, I value and appreciate you listening to the podcast.